So it looks like Canada has finally decided to repatriate ISIS terrorists. Is this a really good idea? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada. You're listening to Quick Hits, short podcast about national security. The other day, in fact yesterday, this is being recorded on the 20th of January of 2023, the lower house in the German government recognized as genocide the 2014 massacre by ISIS, the Islamic State, against the Yazidi minority group in Iraq and Syria. To quote an article that I'm reading here, posted in Al Jazeera, the move by parliamentarians on Thursday condemned, quote, indescribable atrocities and, quote, tyrannical injustice carried out by ISIS with, quote, the intention of completely wiping out the Yazidi community. It goes on to say that they killed more than 1,200 Yazidis, enslaved 7,000 Yazidi women and girls, most of whom were raped and or sexually abused, and displaced most of the 550,000 strong community from their homes in northern Iraq. Well, we here in Canada have something, something to report as well when it comes to ISIS. Not quite the same importance as what the German government has just done. Uh, no, the Trudeau government has announced that they're going to repatriate 19 Canadian women and children who are members of ISIS, at least the women were, to Canada. Whereas there's four men that are associated with them that their repatriation is pending. Now, the government's been dragging its feet on this for quite some time, saying that it was too dangerous to go into the camps in northern Syria, which, of course, was complete bullshit because academics and journalists have been going there for years. And it seemed to not see this as a priority. In response, there have been uh, lawsuits launched here in Canada by people who wanted them to repatriate these women and children and men, I suppose, and were putting pressure on the government to do something. But the government was still kind of holding us fire until the announcement yesterday. Again, the very same day that Germany announced a genocide by ISIS, Canada's going to go the other tack and repatriate ISIS terrorists. Is this a good idea? Well, if you've been following me for a while, um, you kind of know where I stand on this. The answer is no, it's not a good idea. And I said as much on CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, our national newscaster, in an interview last night uh, when I was asked to do so. And I've been getting a variety of reactions since that time, some supportive, uh, some quite the opposite, but that's the nature of taking a position on something like this. The bottom line is that there's so much about these people that we, we don't know And there's some fundamental human rights issues, not the ones that their fans are talking about, that are being broken here. Well, first and foremost, uh, who are these women? What role did they play in ISIS? They all claim to have been either duped or confused or taken against their their will uh, to join the Islamic State beginning in 2014. My response to that is, yeah, whatever. Uh, You knew exactly what you were getting into. Now you're crying that you can't get home. And there are many that say, well, they're just women. They didn't play major roles in Islamic State. They weren't responsible for raping Yazidi women. No, but they were probably responsible in some cases for helping to enslave those Yazidi women and girls. We certainly have seen many reports in open source about the fact that the women were willing participants in the incarceration and uh, taking away the liberty of the Yazidis. 
the bottom line is that the only people who know know what these women did are the women themselves and the witnesses. Now, where are those witnesses? Well, they sure as hell aren't here in Canada. They're in Iraq, in Syria, and in Kurdistan. Where's the evidence that can be used to charge these women and bring them to trial and bring them to justice for their role in taking part in a terrorist group that's killed millions across, around the world over the past six or seven years and taking part in, as Germany calls it, and many other nations, genocide against the Yazidi people. Now, the supporters say, well, they have, you know, they've been in these camps for years. They haven't been charged. Uh, therefore, they should be freed. That's our fault. We just should have charged them the nanosecond they left Canada, that we found out where they were going. Because it is an offense under Canadian criminal law, under Section 83 of the Criminal Code, to join a terrorist group. That is simply against the law in Canada. The fact that the government hasn't done that, well, that's the government's fault. Either because of a lack of interest or didn't have enough evidence. Going back to my earlier point, the evidence isn't here in Canada. It's over there in the Middle East. The fact they haven't been charged really isn't an issue here. And as I've been saying for years now, in fact, the trial should not be held here in Canada. They should be held in Iraq and Syria where the crimes were committed, where the evidence lies and where the witnesses are. And I've been confronted with, well, you know, Syrian courts and Iraqi courts aren't the same level as our courts. And you're absolutely right, they're not. But as I've also said, when you do stupid shit in a foreign country, you're subject to that country's laws. We may disagree with the judicial practices of those law, of those countries. For example, capital punishment may be practiced. I'm personally against capital punishment, but I'm not going to tell the Syrians or Iraqis what to do with their own people or with people who commit crimes on, on their soil. We could have established international courts. We could have helped local officials, especially the Kurds, who do not have a recognized state, to set up courts to try these people in situ over there and get justice done. We didn't do that. That's our fault. The other thing that really bothers me about this whole debate, if you can call it that, is the effort by people here in Canada to paint the women as victims. They are not victims. They are victimizers. They joined a terrorist group, knowing full well what the terrorist group was responsible for, because ISIS was brilliant at propaganda. They would regularly show beheadings and people drowning in cages and people being burned alive people being thrown off buildings. So for someone to say, I didn't know what ISIS is all about, bullshit. You didn't join ISIS for the dental plan. You joined it because you thought it was the true version of Islam and that the caliphate, the so-called caliphate that ISIS was creating was the pinnacle of Islam and that's why you moved there. You wanted to be part of this movement. Don't tell me that you didn't know that and don't cry me a river because you got caught and were stuck in a, in a, in a, a camp with admittedly horrendous conditions. I'm not saying that life was comfortable in Iraq or Syria. The bottom line is they never would have been in El Hol camp with their children had they not joined ISIS in the first place. So it's pretty brazen of them to somehow say, well, you know, I need to be rescued now because of the decision I made. So let's so cut the horseshit on that one. Uh, side note, the kids should have been repatriated years ago. The kids didn't decide to join ISIS. They were brought there by their moms and dads or were born under the so-called caliphate. Those children should have been repatriated immediately. And that's another thing we didn't do, and that's a fault of the Canadian government for not taking action in that regard. The last thing I want to talk about, which everyone's ignoring, is what is the threat to public safety if they return to Canada? We don't know. 
Maybe CSIS has done their own threat assessments. Maybe the RCP has been involved. I don't know. I haven't seen anything in that regard. And yes, maybe most of them won't come back to Canada and plan acts of terrorism, although some may inspire others, in other words, to become radicalizers, help radicalize others to carry out acts. We certainly have seen attacks by returnees, i.e. Rehab Dugmash back in 2018 in Scarborough, so it's not impossible. Bottom line is that the security forces, law enforcement, will have to devote efforts to monitor these people. And investigations take resources. They take women and men to do this. And these agencies are already flat out looking at all kinds of things. So in CSIS, under Section 2 of the CSIS Act, which outlines the four threats to Canada, the RCMP, terrorism is just one of many things the RCMP do. So we're calling upon these agencies to do more. And I'm not sure that that is a really, really good idea. Here's a prediction. You know how I hate predictions because I don't have a crystal ball. But if recent practices is any indication, there have been a few returnees. They have been uh, arrested. I think some may have been charged. They're all out on bail. No one's sitting behind bars waiting for trial on this one. They've all been let go. I think what's going to happen is that the trials are going to fail. They're going to fail because of a lack of evidence and a lack of witnesses. As a consequence, there is next to zero chance that any of these women will face serious consequences in Canada. They will not be found guilty. They will not do jail time. I'm going to go one further. Because of their support group that sees them as victims, that the Canadian government failed in protecting their rights as Canadian citizens, they're going to sue. They're going to launch massive lawsuits against the government of Canada for failing to do its due diligence and to extricate them from their plight in El Hol and other refugee camps in northern Iraq and Syria. I'll go even one further. The government's going to cave. Last time I checked, the uh, going rate for former terrorists to get compensations is $10.5 million, if my numbers are correct. Write this down, folks. You're going to see lawsuits by ISIS terrorists, women who went to go fight for the caliphate or to support the caliphate or have babies for the caliphate, and the government's going to cave on the lawsuits and pay them out. I sincerely hope I'm wrong on all these fronts, but I got a sneaking suspicion that I'm not. As a Canadian, not just as a, for, a Canadian who used to work for CSIS and worked in intelligence for 30 years and has written six books on terrorism, but as a Canadian, I am highly disappointed that the government caved on this one. We should have rescued the kids. We should have let the women face justice where their crimes were committed. Oh well, one more instance where the government failed me. Won't, wasn't the first time, won't be the last time. Anyhow, that's what I think. Do you think it was a wise idea to repatriate ISIS female terrorists to Canada? I'd love to hear your, your ideas. You can drop me a line on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. If you like this content want to get more of it, please go to the website borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. It's free of charge. You can get all the podcasts and blogs at your leisure. You can listen to them or read them on your convenience. Love to hear what you think. Maybe some ideas for other podcasts, the longer Canadian Intelligence Day ones where I interview a guest or other or short quick hits. We'll talk again soon. Until then, stay safe.